0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Quickie Podcast. I am your host, Dave Hopkins. Today's guest is Ashley Warabek from Common Matter Design in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Ashley has a focus on sustainability in her designs, whether it's packaging or brand identity, and I really enjoyed chatting with her and hearing more about that. So I hope you enjoy this interview as well, and let's get to it.
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie?
0: Hello, everybody. I'd like to introduce Ashley Warbeck from Common Matter Design, who is my interviewee today. Ashley, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. So I'd like to just dive right in with the interview. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself.
1: Um, I'm a um, a freelance designer in Seattle. I specialize in sustainable design and primarily, well, all of the, I consider it tangible design. So identity, print,
0: packaging, and merchandise. Oh, very cool. So a wide variety there. Yeah. (laughs) And what was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood?
1: Um, Yes. My, well, my parents owned a business when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, It was half of that business was customizing vehicles. And then the other half was um, like uh, accessibility equipment, wheelchair lifts and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. um, because my parents had this business, we had access to his shop. And so we had all these woodworking tools and a bunch of random fabric equipment, and you know, button makers—these weird things. Um, <laughs> so we were always using the shop to make things. Um, kind of a big creative outlet for our family. Every year was Halloween. We oh, really went costumes. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a good good memory for us. Um, yeah, we would win costume contests and um,
0: oh, yeah. hands down, no competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, are you still manufacturing, making your own Halloween costumes?
1: Um, I definitely have. Um, <laughs> we have a kid now, so I've got a lot to live up to. I think <laughs> That's I some true. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've done some pretty good costumes in the last since leaving home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think led you to becoming a designer?
1: Um, I mean, being part of that environment was huge. Seeing my dad, um, help people with his, um, I mean, it's a different kind of creativity, but you know, he would do interiors for vans and just make people really happy by bringing them something like this idea that they had or this dream that they had to life. Um,
0: and, it's like so taking actually, an idea into something tangible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually went to college to pursue fine arts. I went to, to do fine arts studio, so I was going to do, I think, five different um, mini majors. Um, I kind of wanted to do everything. And my first year, I, there wasn't any space in the painting class, and so I ended up in graphic design one. And it ended up being a great fit for my personality because it combined, I think, I mean, you can kind of dive into everything and bring it together. Um, But it's also very, I think it's very analytical. And I always loved math growing up as well. And so it was a way to bring that side of my brain into the creativity. Um, So yeah, once I took that first class,
0: it was kind of settled so you got that math component that I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: seems to be the way of it when you talk to
0: creatives, but um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so is there a definitive time where you remember you started noticing good design or design elements or started noticing art or packaging?
1: Um, I mean, I think because I initially went for fine art, um, I didn't start noticing it until I really dove into my graphic design classes and then i really started picking it up i mean i was obsessed with all the different fonts on my computer when i was you know in school making papers but um those weren't good design necessarily it was just what was available and kind of pulling out the creativity that i could but um if i really think about where i started to notice good design um i think I, I tend to look a lot at architecture and space and, um, industrial design and things that are designed well for people. Um, it's again, going back to my dad's business, the the mobility equipment that he would sell to people to just completely change their lives, give them back a freedom that they may have lost or maybe never had, um, that kind of impact from a device that was designed by someone is really incredible. Um, As far as the aesthetics, I, I really fell in love with um, independent and foreign films. And I think seeing that style throughout, you know, a a long piece of artwork basically is, is really cool. And then to see how that interacts and moves through the movie posters to the packaging and,
0: and everything what an interesting perspective like the foreign film, i would have never thought that way (laughs) but you're totally right
1: yeah yeah i mean you know you think back to like amelie or something with the strong color usage and um one film that always stuck with me so i i worked at blockbuster when i was in college for a little bit and we actually had we had a pretty strong independent and foreign film section yeah so that was really great as an art student um there was this one random film that I came across called um, "The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover." Okay, from like the late '80s. Okay. And the um, the sets on it—it it was like it was always on a horizontal panel. It was like everything. It moved. It was primarily based in a restaurant, but it would move through the city on this one one line, and the colors—it was like really dark, deep colors and a scene would change and it would shift from like a strong red to like just all green. And, um, I, yeah, film is just, it's so fascinating and there's so much to do there. And, um, I don't know how much of that comes into my work, but it's really inspiring
0: because it's, yeah. That's really got kind of, to uh, the cook, the cook, <laughs> his wife,
1: the, the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover.
0: <laughs> His wife.
1: <Okay>. Movie. <laughs> you totally
0: sold me on this. I have to check this yeah. out now.
1: It's, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> so when you're when you're given a new design project and you're sitting there either looking at a blank screen or a blank piece of paper and you're designing something, how do you get the project started? How do you get the ball rolling?
1: Um, I mean, once you move past, you know, any preliminary stuff, I think... It, Like staring at that blank page, um, the first thing I do is just get out all the bad ideas. (laughs) Uh, There's always just bad ideas in the way or cheesy or obvious ideas and just getting them out of my head. Um, It's the first thing. It's like just clearing everything out. Um, It's really helpful.
0: (laughs) A quick flush to get to the fresh stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a great idea. Good pointer. Yeah. So, of your particular portfolio, your designs, projects you've worked on, uh, what are some of the highlights or things that you're proud to be a part of?
1: Um, I the the ones that I'm most proud of are the ones where I've worked in a team. Um, specifically, I'm thinking. Um, so I was the creative director of a small product company called Vessel Drinkware mm-hmm. for. Five years and in that time i started out just doing everything i was their sole designer and then i ended up leaving the company with several designers in-house and um we had freelance illustrators and the experience of building that team and finding people that really shine in their specific area um, and having us all kind of come together to create something is is really exciting, and I I love collaborating with people and um, letting people do what they're great at. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Very good points. Very good points. What has been one of the most influential designs of your life so far, either something you've seen or something that you yourself has designed?
1: Um.
0: The most, so the
1: most influential design that I've done, it's, so this is what changed my track from, I was doing a lot of merchandise. I um, was last, my last actual job um, before freelance was at a merchandising, a creative merchandising agency. Mm -hmm. So they did everything from, lanyards and stuff for trade shows all the way up to collector's edition, Xbox, you know, packaged, fully custom crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun work um, because you could could be really creative in making this merchandise just from nothing. Um, but I've always been really impacted by um, – the impact of things on the earth and, you know, merchandise like that, it's its really challenging to work on that and know that a lot of it has a lifespan of, you know, a few minutes. A, a weekend in some cases, yeah. I mean, yeah. So the one project that changed my life, um, I just I decided I could not do that anymore, was uh, it was for a cruise line Mm-hmm. And they wanted inflatable drink koozies, essentially like a mini, you know, life preserver thing, but for your,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, beer really life raft.
1: Adorable, but um, what they wanted it in the shape of was a polar bear. And to me, when I'm thinking through all of these messages and and everything, you know, cruise ships in and of themselves are. Just have an immense impact on our earth with the fuel usage, and um, depending on where they go, they impact the local community. Um, if you look at Venice, the, the cruise ships there are just kind of destroying the waters and all the people it brings. It's really destructive. Um, and so, then taking the very image like mascot of global warming and turning it into this thing made out of oil (laughs) for a cruise line was just, it was too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I would never show that work in my portfolio, but it was something where I was like, I'll finish this project and I told them why I didn't think it was a good idea. And they wanted to go forward anyways, because it was the client's request, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, but I, said what I could and I was like after this I um I can't work for you guys anymore I, I just can't yeah so after that I committed to doing purely sustainable design and actually trying to influence designers and businesses and
0: turn that around wow what a perfect project for like dot connection
1: <laughs> yes
0: Using the mascot of global warming to create an oil based project yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow well, that's very ins- That's i like that yeah um what type of design is your favorite? what really makes you sing is it could it be packaging or web or print stuff
1: um yeah i so I, I love identity design, I think connecting those early dots of um Digging into the jargon of a client and all of that is really fun. But, um, if I want to say like my guilty pleasure in design (laughs) is like catalogs and forms and organizing information and creating grids. And, um,
0: that's that analytical side.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did you ever run into creative blocks and how do you get past them?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't say every project, but I, I think it's pretty standard to run into that um, regularly. Um, I, there's one project I think of where I was doing surface patterns um, for a company, and they provided direction for it, and it was really clear and beautiful and inspiring. And I just, when I tried to do my take on it, I just couldn't. I couldn't, it was just completely blocked. And so the way I got out of that was I worked on a completely opposite direction. So the one that I was supposed to be doing was, um, very modern and kind of neutral colors and metallics. And, um, so to get out of that, I did something that was very playful and bright and fun. And, those ideas came right out. That was no problem. Um, which was great. I wasn't sure how it would go. Mm -hmm. And when I went back to the other project, when I was done with that, it was, it just, I think I did it in half the time I did the other one.
0: And yeah. So you unplugged from the block, went Mm -hmm. to something creative that was just basically the opposite. Yeah. And it brought you back in and allowed you to see dots that you didn't see before. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, has social media changed the world of graphic design and or design process? And do you think that's beneficial or harmful?
1: Um, I mean, both. Um, yes. <laughs> it's
0: a weapon that could be used for good and evil.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, especially more and more lately, I think that some of the negatives that I see or the things that I have an issue with are... I feel like people like to state a strong opinion on something, uh, whether to get in the readers or or whatever. Um, They like to take a, a strong stance. And so one thing I'm thinking is articles about things like design thinking has ruined design or, yeah. So my issue with that is that, people aren't really looking at where whatever they're complaining about came from the origins, the intended use. They're not considering the fact that you can change things to suit yourself. You don't have to follow something step by step. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't make it awful. It's, it's how you implement things. And, um, so I don't, I don't know why people really need to be on one side or the other of everything. That's, interesting to me but um so on the other side one of the big positives I see is access to communities Mm -hmm. um it's a Facebook group for designers um or free resources educational material um there's so much out there and I think it's becoming just always easier and easier to become a designer or do what you want to do or learn more without spending all that money for a degree or an additional degree or something like that. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. For your first comment too, you know, it's, you know, criticizing other people's processes or design thinking, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, almost the opposite of what a creative is. Being creative right. is almost not really having a specific path to get somewhere, figuring it out along the way or whatever, you know, makes you sing about it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So who is a designer or a brand that you look up to closely, um, or follow closely and what about them do you like?
1: Um, lately I, I mean, I've always looked up to Patagonia Mm -hmm. as a you know brand they've from the beginning, they've been amazing. Um, sustainably and um, even the way that they run their headquarters and everything
0: the way they treat their employees so that's perfect about brand because as soon as you mentioned patagonia i immediately went to sustainability environmental and just like hit the nail on the head so patagonia well done on the brand
1: yeah another thing that i've seen from them lately though is um it's called worn wear i don't know if you're familiar with that no. Um, basically, you can send in your worn Patagonia clothing or gear or whatever, and they'll repair it and resell it. If you don't want a jacket that's 20 years old, but it's still a great jacket, mm-hmm. but the zipper doesn't work or it has a hole in it, they'll repair it and resell it on
0: their website. So that I have no idea. Um,
1: and the other side of that is on their instagram account they so warnware actually has a trailer that travels around and will do free repairs for people and so they'll post stories of gear that comes into them for repair so um i think a recent one was a ski jacket from a guy who'd been wearing it skiing for 30 years and you know it's he's Still loves it. It's something that has taken him through this sport his entire life. And he doesn't want to let it go. There's no reason to. Hmm. And so they replace the zipper and he's psyched. And, you know, this piece of gear would otherwise be in the trash. um, Gets to go out and enjoy the snow for another however many years.
0: For sure. What a great story that is.
1: Yeah. So seeing those beloved items on there just get new life is it's kind of fun. Um and kudos to them. They're doing a great job.
0: I mean I love that concept. Yeah. How do you gauge if your designs are resonating with their intended audiences?
1: Um so most of I mean thinking about Working at a bigger company, um, I've, you know, done work for brands like Brooks Running and Nike and, um, so working for bigger companies, you can see a result from social media. Usually I think that that's a weight, a great gauge of that because when people love something, they will tell the world about it. Um, and if it really didn't work, they will also tell the world about it. Yep. Um, as far as working with small businesses, which is what I've been doing most recently with um, my freelancing, when when they respond to a design that I present them with, um, that it's it's a solution that they would have never thought of, but it it all makes sense, and you can see that it's like exactly what they didn't know that they wanted I think that's the words that I've heard a few times That it just it, it makes you really happy because they're bringing you something that is their their baby they've put so much time into and I get to bring that
0: to life yeah very nice yeah take us to a designer project you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result and what was that like
1: um. so I'm actually specifically thinking more of a working relationship mm-hmm. rather than a specific project because it was several um, I let's see um, I think when a creative director has a hard time delegating and kind of letting go of their vision and trusting the designer that be really hard on the designer. Mm-hmm. Um, it really so working with this person specifically often made me feel like I was wasting everyone's time and money. It's like she um, would have a vision in her head and she'd try to communicate it, and every time it just for whatever reason it wouldn't line up with that vision. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you're making all these edits, you're going through rounds and rounds of changes and it's just not right. And it's really frustrating. And, um, you know, it makes you think like, why aren't you just doing it? You know what you want. So what, why am I being this middleman?
0: To your idea.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: So that would be tough. That would be tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what is a project that you've been a part of um that you're most proud to have been a part of?
1: Um I so I'm actually going to go to my kind of volunteer work where I was on the board of AIGA Seattle for a couple of years mm-hmm. and there was this huge initiative that I helped bring to life. It was, um, I joined the first year they did it just, um, on the committee. And after that first year, I took over as the design for good director and oversaw the next couple years, um, along with the Mm co-director. And this project was called, it's called the change maker series. It's still going on in Seattle. Um, and what it is is we would bring in um, so we would have a theme each year. Um, the first year was food, the second year's year was housing and homelessness. so big, big topics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we would bring in around six nonprofits, and then we would bring in basically a mini creative team for each nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And we would lead them all through a weekend workshop to set them up and see kind of where they need design help. You know, I think a lot of nonprofits, they'll they'll come or even clients, they'll come and say, I need a website. And that's, you know, they're stuck on the idea that this will solve their problems. Yeah. And by going through this workshop, we would all discover what the actual root problem might be and how design could bet- better help them than just making a website
0: problem solving with design.
1: Yeah. And so these projects would actually cont- continue throughout the summer. Um, and they were all volunteer teams. A lot of them were young designers and um, it was really amazing for both being able to provide this service and insight to nonprofits to see the power of design um, as well as giving young designers and Just working designers, an outlet for
0: using their skills for good. That is fascinating. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, that answers one of the other questions I was going to ask, which is how can design make a difference in people's lives? I mean, you just hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. That's great. Um so as far as emerging trends you know I never really like to say emerging trends because everybody should be or is different um mm-hmm. but what do you think is next in graphic design what are you seeing a lot of lately
1: Um well so again considering kind of where my focus is and sustainability and everything um and my time um with the change maker series at least in Seattle, I think um, this isn't a visual trend, but just I think that people want to use their skills for good. And we heard from tons of people that they want resources to find those jobs or find those opportunities. And there's, it's like they're itching to do more than just mm. make money using their skills. And um, that's really inspiring, and I think it's really necessary. It's really needed right now. Um, the past couple of years it's you know you're hearing more and more about global warming and designers are at a really crucial point in the process of being that kind of crossroads between the client and the vendor and they can make recommendations and stuff and so um maybe it's just that my hope is that that is a big trend that is coming up that Mm will then stick around um but uh yeah
0: I think it has to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, what piece of advice would you offer to new design grads looking to learn or make their mark in the industry?
1: Um, so, in my time at Vessel, just my experience hiring people there, um, I I think that you know, looking for that first job or for that perfect fit. Um, knowing that your portfolio isn't everything Uh so much of it is finding that personality that will mesh with the team. And um, I think there's always room to grow. There's always potential. So knowing that it's not personal, if you don't get hired one place, it's, you know, you're trying to find a fit for you and they're trying to find a fit for them. Um, and using every opportunity to learn from those around you, whether they're younger or older or whatever stage in their career position. Um, You know, you can learn from the sales team and you should learn from whatever other teams you're working with at your office. Um, It only helps your work.
0: Ultimately for sure. Uh, The final question I wanted to wrap up with is, what is one product or tool, website or community that you just could not live without?
1: Well, since um, having... So I have almost a Mm two-year-old. And trying to navigate having a freelance career with that is... um, It's interesting. (laughs) So in Seattle, um, I actually shortly before i had my baby um there was a co-working space that opened up called the ink and their whole model is that they offer childcare in addition to co-working
0: oh awesome
1: and it's been i mean i i can't imagine how i would have started off or really gotten going without that community um mm and i also i found a life coach that i work with mm-hmm. there and that has also just been invaluable to help me you know figure out childcare and how that actually benefits you know me being able to work it's it's hard to justify childcare when you're not making money but you can't make money without childcare
0: so oh, totally
1: that whole community is, as a mom has been amazing
0: that, what is the place called?
1: It's called The Inc. The Inc. Yeah, I-N-C.
0: Yeah, that is, uh, you know, co-working or sharing office, collaborating office sharing mm-hmm. done right. Yeah. yeah. Very well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ashley, thank you very much for your time. It was great chatting with you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you for listening to episode five of the Quickie podcast. I really hope you enjoyed hearing Ashley's story and more about the designs that she works on. Um, Yeah, I hope you have a great day and I appreciate your time. Take care.